Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimczewski with Adam Atkinson. Episode two in our series on how to win in women's bodybuilding. We're going to move on to training. And I, I think like you, Adam, more now than ever, I am designing more sophisticated, nuanced training programs. I used to have training directors who would do that for us, for our company. And a, it was just my first love as a physical therapist, as a pro bodybuilder myself, somebody who was lifting weights since I was 11 years old, like the iron is the iron. That's where it matters. And you made a statement in our first episode. It's still a size game. Everybody's going to get conditioned. The top in every women's bodybuilding class, enhanced, drug-free, anywhere you go, they're, they're going to be a handful of the top women who are conditioned. So now you're looking at who does have the size and the balance and the symmetry to pull it off to to create that, that greatest aesthetic. So with that in mind, when you are programming training for a female bodybuilder, I'm sure part of it is just strength size, like just go, go, go push for maximum. Uh, we have to have the right kind of recovery. We have to periodize, periodize in the right ways, but, but are there other things you're considering when you're trying to get into the training game with women in bodybuilding? I think the biggest struggle with women's bodybuilding is the recovery aspect everything needs to be on point um and i don't want to dumb down bikini but a lot of times it's glutes and shoulders for those girls they may have a lagging like they the judges want them to bring up their legs literally every piece of the body has to be on point so you know when you're looking at arms shoulders back glutes <laughs> legs i mean chest you know where's your rest day at <laughs> you know so that is the struggle recovery what are your lagging areas then you probably need to hit those more but then you need to keep all those other muscle groups on point so my biggest struggle with women's bodybuilders is where's that recovery now to be honest, on the top level, there's a lot of PED use, so you can kind of get away with a little more. But um, it, it's definitely a hard balance, and everything needs to be on point. Uh, I I really think that that's where the struggle is, though. And it, it seems like no matter what the, the person is, they always want their legs bigger. And that's where that struggle for recovery comes into me, because how do you grow the legs and something that takes a long time to recover while you're training all these other muscle groups and making them their best, too? So for a lot of my women, I do train them five days a week. And I almost use like an eight or nine day leg rotation versus like a seven day uh, I just feel that adds just that little extra edge of recovery. And I might actually separate their glutes and their hamstrings so they can maybe squat twice, but they're not just thrashing their legs twice a week. So it, it is a two time a week, but you know, you don't hit quads within seven days of each other. It's more nine days and you hit hams within about nine days of each other. But I kind of, kind of have a methodology on how I do that. And I think it works really well for my women. And that's a smart way to try and get more volume. And you, you just basically added two days to the weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've been really comparing a lot of different training methods back into the powerlifting game. And when you're looking at Chad Smith and juggernaut training, you're looking at 
people like Mike Isertel and Greg Knuckles, and even into the more hypertrophy-based people like uh, I would call Contreras and Schoenfeld, who are using strength, but primarily for hypertrophy and physique athletes. You know, every time you listen to these guys talk, these coaches, these exercise scientists, you know, it, it's they have their methodology, but then they always come back to the same couple things. Well, it's, you know, it is about recovery. You know, it's where it's hard to get all this training in exactly like you just said, Adam. And then we're looking at how and where do we take progress? I was listening to one guy specifically and he said, okay, now we've got this very sophisticated flow. It's a percentage of your max and you go through kind of a three week undulating upflow and then a deload. And he said, but man, it's really tough to get that max squat and the max deadlift in the same week. So what did he say? Exactly what you said, Adam, got to kind of spread those things apart. Maybe during that max week, you give a couple extra days. And so for women in bodybuilding, that division, the fun thing is it's just pedal to the metal. It's maximum effort, maximum recovery, where in some of the other divisions, I have a hard time with women saying, no, I don't ever train chest. I don't need that. I'm like, really? Like you don't think a little chest depth is going to help your shoulder girdle thickness and so forth. And, you know, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to those different divisions, but for women's bodybuilding, I really think that's the mindset And my female bodybuilders get that. And I think that's why they love it. They really just mm -hmm. want the extreme effort in the gym and the extreme reward. I think a lot of people are just married to training splits too. So just because it's back day doesn't mean that your hams aren't working from that deadlift. And, and that's really where a lot of my fine tuning as the coach comes in and getting people to think outside the box and saying, Hey, I did put a little bit of accessory hamstring work here because if we're already pulling and I have you doing a lot of deadlifts, let's just go ahead and, finish off that muscle group then versus try and train it two days later. And uh, that that's kind of like exactly what I was talking about. Brent actually just posted recently, you know, to grow a lagging body part, take away from some other body parts to progress faster. Completely agree with that. But when I read that, it funny enough, I didn't realize we were going to do bodybuilding today. But I kind of thought in my head, man, that's really hard to do that with bodybuilders. So, but for, I imagine most of his girls are bikini competitors. So I do think that that works well. Well, it does. But like you just alluded to, it, it's still extra recovery and you're still getting a lot of overlap stimulation. So just because you take a day off this week from a particular body part, you know, chances are that's actually helpful. You know, you're going to mm -hmm. avoid some injuries, some tendonitis, something like that, but you know, just, just to put a fine point on this particular episode, um, I, I, I do think that, that more women need to consider what you just mentioned, which is those overlaps and so forth. And what I, I seem to have my non bodybuilding clients get this more than my competitors. Some days you're training movements, some days you're training muscles and like some, some days it's all about that feel and that hypertrophy and that work you're getting in a particular muscle group. Sometimes it's just the fact that the stimulative effects of that movement, like a deadlift or a squat is working a lot of muscle tissue. Then you have to consider the, the, you know, central nervous system fatigue and all that. But anyway, uh, we have a lot of series, I think just on training, especially features. So go, go see some of our long form interviews in that. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get out of this episode so we can get you guys over into some contest prep work. We'll see you next time in contest prep university.